welcome to Reality Blows. My name is Nick Maritato. I'm Ashley Brooke Roberts. This is a podcast that we talk about some reality sometimes and sometimes we don't. Sometimes we just talk about what we've been up to this week. We are going to talk about reality TV today though, folks. Uh, later in the show, be doing a little bit of catch up on that Big Brother season 23. With a little sprinkle of Survivor season 6. Uh, how are you, uh, uh, our, our nice, nice <laughs> listeners, our dear, blowhards? Dear listeners. Um, we hope you had uh, a nice weekend. We had a nice weekend. Uh, are you subscribed to this podcast anywhere or do you just like find it and listen to it? I know there are some people that do that. They just kind of look for, they, they remember the podcast they like and then they search it and they listen to it. Why don't you subscribe somewhere? We're over there on the Apple Podcast app. We're over there on Spotify. Those are two big old places that you could find us. Uh, we are on SoundCloud. Are you a SoundCloud person? Are you still into the SoundCloud rap game of uh, 2017? Well, get over to SoundCloud then. We're over there, and I believe we might also be on that thing called Stitcher. I've never seen it before. There are rumors that we're on it. <laughs> I think we are on it. And if you want some extra content, check out our Patreon. The July, the second July episode is going to drop later this week. And to be honest, it's a doozy. Um, we had quite a day. If you are already a Patreon subscriber, you know that the first episode of July was us watching the original Space Jam and having a conversation about that. Well, guess what this second episode will be space jam a new legacy folks we saw it in the theaters we also went to a restaurant beforehand both were poor experiences and we will tell you all about it i mean you might be traumatized yeah. in a fun way in a fun way and uh you could find that show and all of our patreon episodes by going to patreon.com forward slash reality blows but if you go into the description there should be a link there i usually put it there so Five bucks a month gets you uh, uh, every one of our podcasts unlocked and two bonus episodes each and every month. I believe we are up to, I think once we drop the second one of July, it's like 38 Patreon episodes. So Ooh. folks, there's almost uh, 40 extra podcasts you can listen to this week if you just give us five bucks. You just have it and then you can listen to 40 episodes in a row and they are unfettered, unfeathered unfiltered and unfun so get on what? over there i disagree with the last part i do too i was just trying they're to, very fun they are pretty fun but they are uncensored that's for sure i'll tell you what could you even imagine what it's like when we are less tethered to reality <laughs> yeah that's right we are off the rails on Patreon. Get over there, patreon.com forward slash reality blows. Thank you. So we've been having an interesting week. We've had some social interactions. Nick went to a flea market and I went on a walk. And here are our thoughts about those activities. First, I want to address my walk. Are you guys still taking your pandemic walks? I stopped for a while. I'm back into it. And since I've been doing the artist way, which I'm on week 10, by the way, loving the artist way. Let me know if you have any questions about it or if you'd like us to talk more about it on the pod, because I have found it to be a very interesting experience. Um, but I, I, I've been doing this thing where I leave the house without my phone. I go on a walk without my phone. And you do that by accident and then you get really scared 
and no, I look at you and I say, Nick, I'm going on a walk and I'm going to leave my phone here. Are you OK with that? Because I, need- I and I go, is that an accident? I'm really scared. What are you doing? I feel like Nick is going to if I leave the house, he doesn't know I don't have my phone. He's going to freak out. Call me. A I, bunch. Would. I would. Because you always call me at some point on a walk. <laughs> Do I? Always. Always, always. I didn't know that. Because I went on a walk yesterday and having my little chat with old Julia Johns, old JJ. And, um, you know, you called and it's like, oh, Nick's calling. And it's just, it's at that point, it's it's predicted. Your friends must think I'm crazy that you're with me 24-7. And then that one little half hour that you go for that walk or that hour, I'm calling you. Yeah. And then when I clicked back over, she was like, what do you have to say? And I was like, he thinks we should spend more time together. Because that's really why you got, you were like, hey, what are you doing? I was like, I'm on a walk. And you're like, oh, cool. I was just sitting over here thinking about how we should spend more time together. And I was like, what? I just left the house like 20 minutes ago. Um, okay, but back to the Well, thing. hold on. I mean, now that we're there, I was just saying, and by the way, you told your friend that, I, excuse me, hold on. I got to clear my throat. I'm back and I'm better than ever. So you're telling your friends about that you're telling your friend that I, uh, our friend, that I, what I said on the phone about how I wanted to spend, I think we should spend more time together, and you're telling these people on this on this Patreon, yeah, is but, nothing sacred? Because, you know, also it's funny because you called like three times in a row and I kept declining because Julia and I yeah, were what talking. The hell? And I was finally like, Julia, I have to pick this up because it could be an emergency and it keeps calling. So when I clicked back over and she's like, what's going on? I had, I just told her the truth. Yeah, of course. You were calling over and well, over again. Nick mm-hmm. is giving me a fun look. Listen, this is what only I meant. Be this is what I meant. Hold on now. Bitter. Hold on. It's not bitter. <laughs> it isn't bitter. <laughs> You scum, you slime, you swine. No, I was making the point that we are, yes, indeed, around each other quite a bit, but we're really spending time together. I can't spend any more time with you. I cannot. I cannot spend any any more time. I love you. I love you too. Yes, she said it. We maxed out. She said it, folks. Okay, so on this walk without my phone, right? Like this is a couple days ago, and I'm not doing it every day. I'd say like once a week I go on this walk without my phone. Um, It hit me right in the middle of the walk. Bam, right there on the face like a pie. I go, shit, we're in freaking full-on high summer. It is summer. Summer is out. Summer is about. It feels like summer. It smells like summer. It sounds like summer. This is my favorite season. And I, as soon as you realize you're in high summer, you realize that summer is going to end, you know? And that is so unfortunate that the brain is built that way. But then I was like, it's summer. Oh, crap. I got to get as much as I can out of this summer. And I was just kind of thinking about how, like, seasons creep up on me. I don't realize I'm in a season until it's weeks before the season starts to end yeah isn't that the problem with life is that is it is it me is it everyone do you feel that i always feel that i always feel that uh, what i'm what? like I, I had i had a similar situation where i'm like are we in the middle of summer right now and i'm like i think we're past that you know and yeah and i'm like whoa what happened here right when am i gonna finally have my summer fun i feel that way with <laughs> like with fall or spring where it's like i, I start looking around and i'm like oh the leaves 
the leaves are falling. What? When did they start turning? And it's like, am I not paying attention? I don't want to be in my head like this. People, do you have the answer? I need to. I want to experience the full current changing of the seasons. I have a theory. And this actually may not be what you're looking for, but for for me, I I think that the problem with summer because it really happens with summer for me, like big time. As far as like uh, like oh man, it's over. Like damn it. Like, I should have enjoyed it more. Like, how come I wasn't more present? I think that's because there is no holiday that I'm, like, marking as the end or beginning. Like, I understand there are holidays right. in, in place. Memorial Day, Labor Day, right? Aren't both of those days, like, kind of... An, isn't Memorial Day, like, once Memorial Day happens, summer's basically over, folks. We're going back to school. Stop wearing white, that sort of thing, right? Yeah, and I think that what you're talking about, the, the holiday that sets off the summer is the 4th of July and we are not big 4th of July people. We don't come I from I totally forgot about that. We don't come from like 4th of July families. Like we're not like those people who like put on like the American flag shirts and like go to the lake house for the weekend. Yeah, like yeah. that's never been in either of our family's traditions, but I think that that's a big part of people feeling like summer has started. And I also remember when I was at the farmers market, we always started the farmers market the Saturday before the 4th of July because that was like that and that always felt like okay the summer has begun for me because people you know chuck the farmer i used to work for would always want people to have their corn for their cookout he'd be like we gotta get the corn to the farmer's market for people's fourth of july cookouts so i think that's what it is i think maybe we should embrace the fourth of july and maybe make that holiday a little bit more celebratory for us but for whatever reason nick and i have just like not Ever, our families don't really get into it super big. Well, and like, I mean, in New York City, when we've been together, I don't think that we've done many Fourth of July things. Yeah, I think that that it has a lot to do with being in the city too. Because, like in North Carolina, I feel like I would get invited to like up like the the lake or like let's go let's do something outside. And in New York, it's like. Fourth, we're having a 4th of July cookout. Do you want to come over? And you're just like these people crammed into someone's backyard. And or then usually a rooftop. A rooftop. What I've experienced. And it's and then by 5 p.m. you're hungover and you want to yeah, go home. There's not much cooking. You, should, yeah. you sort of show up around 1 and you start drinking and then you get really drunk. Um, and that's basically it. <laughs> I'm not like, I don't know if uh, this is something I've aged out of or what, but like the idea of just like getting drunk in the middle of the day and then going home does not appeal to me at all. Like I, I, I like using my time in ways that are productive or relaxing and getting drunk in the middle of the day is neither of those things. Yeah. I think uh, the last time I enjoyed a 4th of July, I dressed up in a lot of American flag gear that I found at a mm. thrift store. Mm. I did have an American flag bikini that I wore in college like three years in a row for 4th of July. And I thought, and like, I thought that was very fun. And, and me and some gals would ride our bikes around in our bikinis on the 4th of July. And we're like, woo, happy Independence Day. So maybe it's just a young gal's game yeah, is maybe. what's going on. Where's that bikini? I donated it a long <laughs> time ago, babe. It was fun because the top of it, instead of stars, it was like, so the bottom was like, um, the 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 red part of the flag and then the top part was like the blue part of the flag but instead of stars it was peace signs 
So it was cool. So it really wasn't an American flag at all. No, but it was. It was like peace sign star, <laughs> peace sign star. It was like a, it was the mix of the two, and then the bottom was like red and white. It seems stripes. anti-American that those peace signs, those fucking hippie commie pieces of shit. It was cool. It was a cool bathing suit. I, was, there's a a Facebook infamous Facebook picture you took where you're yes. holding sparklers, I think, right? Or yeah. you're giving peace signs yes. on that top. I know that. I'm in an American flag bikini yes. in front of a wall of rims, and yes. that is that is an infamous Facebook photo. Mm-hmm. That I think really shook the comedy scene when I started. <laughs> I think like you guys had never seen a girl tell jokes who had also worn a bikini before. <laughs> I don't because I remember people true. like used that photo to like promote shows and stuff. Like my first year of comedy, and I would be like, "How did they even find this well, photo?" From a person who met you and uh, looked through your Facebook, as you do with a person, and when you meet them in two thousand and. Uh, when we meet, two thousand and eight. No, we met in two thousand ten, but we didn't start talking really two thousand two thousand eleven. Okay, so in two thousand eleven, yeah, you pretty much looked through somebody's Facebook, and th- that was like one of your prime pictures on there. You had like twelve pictures, and that was one of them. Mm, okay. So I, I don't think it's I don't think people I don't think it it stopped the uh, New York comedy community in its tracks. I think it did. Everyone <laughs> had a freaking heart attack, fell on the ground. Started convulsing. Okay, so here's the second thing about being in walking around without my phone because a you agree with me about this like this summer panic, right? Like you're like, what the freak? How did it become summer panic? <laughs> having a heart attack because <laughs> it's over and we're aging too quick. I'm literally. I was counting like the months that we've been. In. How many summers do I have left? <laughs> probably less than i would admit summer panic oh fuck i'm dead oh i fucking don't open my eyes and see the world we have to get oof out of our head i just died i just (laughs) stop we have to get out of our head and start enjoying the world around us, okay? I thought I want, my song was trying to say. I want you to start meditating. Just you. I'm good. So <laughs> Right now? We have to get out of our head, start appreciating the seasons, be a little bit more like season celebratory. Because I was thinking last year, last summer, I feel like our camping trip in Wilmington, even though that was in September, it felt very like summer, very celebratory. So we need to think about how we're going to do that. Just the two of us. I know we already did our little Seaside Heights summer beach house thing. How do we do it, though, Ash? Do we slap each other out of it? I think we got to go to the beach more. Oh. I think that's really the <laughs> secret. We don't look at each other and go, it's summertime. God damn it. It's summer. <laughs> Maybe we do that, too. I don't know. I love summer. It is 100% my favorite season. And so I need to be eating more watermelon, more cantaloupe, more just living out in the sun. We don't sun. need to be eating more fruit, Ash. Yeah, we do. We need to eat more fruit. Um, so then the second thing that happened on my walk without my phone is occasionally when I go out, first off, go take a walk without your phone. For the first 10 minutes, hell I'm telling you, your mind is scrambling. Oh, shit. What am I going to do? I should be collecting Pokemon. I should be checking on this. I should be checking on that. It, 10 to 15 minutes, it is really uncomfortable. Then when you hit that 20-minute mark, you have eased yourself into some sort of 
thought process. You're going, you're chasing down some sort of uh, uh, idea rabbit through the tunnels of your mind, making connections, and it's incredible. And what will happen if you're a creative person or if you're just a person at all is that you start getting ideas. So I've been really doing this as like an idea generator going on this walk. And what I come up with all these ideas and then I don't have a freaking phone to write them down in. Okay. This is big. So on my walks, I will try, I'll do these like memory device tricks where I try and put ideas in the house that we live in. So I'll like imagine an idea being on the porch or an idea being in the kitchen or an idea being with Lily on the second floor. And so when I come home and I like go through those spaces, I can remember those ideas. Does that make sense? Yeah. Or does it sound like a crazy person talking? I mean both, but you know, I get you. I visualize those ideas living within the space of the home so that when I come home there they are but what happens it's is, kind of like tying a like a ribbon around your finger to remind yourself yeah it's like a metaphorical ribbon I guess because there's no physical it's like there's no real reminder there's of no this real idea. reminder but you did take a piece of paper so hold on okay so sorry what I, happens, I, I didn't realize I jumped yeah you jumped so I, that's what I do when I don't have my phone. And then, but it takes a lot of mental work because you have to like visualize this idea in a space, right? And then like- Is this, wait, artist way? No. Like who's teaching you this? This is just something I heard a long time ago about, I think Jim Toos was telling me how he memorizes his hour. Yeah, it was Jim Toos. He was talking about memorizing an hour of jokes and saying that he puts it through like a journey that he, like a house journey that he walks in. So like the first joke is here and then the set, this joke is here and here and here and here so that he gets like a structure for it. I don't know if he read a book on memorizing techniques. I don't know, but I do know that if I, I put those ideas in our house when I come back and I walk in I like walk past you know nanny on the porch and I'm like think about that existential TikTok, you know or like I go to the oven and I'm like you got to do the thing about the houses you know like these ideas I've placed easter eggs I guess no easter eggs is not the right term but I've placed these ideas throughout the house visually they are I'm reminded of them when I walk in it takes a lot of work so on this last walk, I'm like, you know what? I I have a hack for this. I'm going to take a piece of paper and a pen and I'm going to write down my ideas as I have them on this walk. And that way I won't have to put all this work into memorizing them. So I did that. And then dun, 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 I lost the paper. I don't know where the paper is. And I don't remember anything because I didn't force myself to remember them. You don't remember any of those ideas? I have one idea and then I, I made it into a TikTok yesterday about the tree that I showed you. Mm-hmm. That's the only one I remember. Okay. But it's just, it's it's really interesting, y'all. The memory is either there, you got to use it or lose it. Okay. And also, if you write things down, hold that piece of paper. The thing about the house is pretty interesting. You like that? Yeah. Okay. Well, you should try it out. Have you, do you think you could go on a walk for an hour without your phone? Because I don't think you can. I don't want to at all. I don't think you could do it. So. I think you would turn back. And in fact, I'd like to challenge you to do it. I think this is a good challenge for our podcast. Do it in the name of podcasting. Come back next week. Tell us how it went for you. What do you think about that? 
Okay, keep my Apple Watch. No, I uh, need my steps. No, no, this thing doesn't connect. If I'm if it's out of distance, it only uses my phone for. Okay, the then yeah, so you can't get text on it. No, I can't. Okay, Not if it's like uh, if my phone's in here and I'm out there, no. Yeah, no. then let's do it. I don't know, babe. I, I think just... this is great. This is going to be good for now, you. Now, what am I supposed to be doing out there? You just Thinking? have to think. Yeah. No. Can yep. I bring up a little? Can I bring a basketball to bounce? No. Why you not? Because you can't. There's no toys involved. You just have to walk and think. No distractions. I want to see if you can do it. I could do it because I would just bring a backpack that had a notebook. No and a pen backpack. In it. Just I'm saying. I can't nothing. have a notebook and a pen. No, it's Why? over. That is over. The notebook and pen. No, thing I don't want to. I don't want to think about. My, yeah, you gotta think, and then like try to remember <laughs> it. That seems stupid to me. I just want you to go out there and walk for an hour and see how it goes without anything. No, I'm gonna take a backpack and a you pen. You heard and it a here first, folks. <laughs> Nick is gonna go out today, walk around with nothing for an hour, come back and report. You heard it here again first, folks. <laughs> I'm bringing a backpack. A pencil and a piece of paper. Don't bring a backpack. You'll get so hot and sweaty and be uncomfortable. Are you kidding? I'll bring a little drawstring backpack and it'll have a little notebook in it and one pen. And I'll walk around for a half hour and then I'll find hour. a bench. You got to do an hour. And I'll write down the things that I thought about. You got to do an Seems hour. Seems like a better plan than what you've been doing. You got to do an hour because I'm telling you the first 20, 30 minutes, you're not even busting through to the other side, my dude. So you got to do an hour. I'm a little better than you, so I'll probably bust through like 10, 15. Please. I'd like to see you try. <laughs> um, uh, well, I, you lost all your ideas, so I'm not too sure what, uh, um, you know, how this is supposed to be helpful. I'll find it. It's around here somewhere. It's around here somewhere. <laughs> the The memorizing device is very helpful. I wouldn't have and forgotten as many ideas as you did. I will go back and do that again. I think I'm scrapping the paper and pen for my next walk. I'll say that I am... You're for, perfect. I, I just know that I, I would have remembered more than one idea. How many ideas do you think he came up with on that walk? Four. I would have remembered three of them. One of them would have lost, even if it just, I, I can't imagine that I would have forgotten so many ideas. So I do think it's suspect that you forgot all of them. I said I remembered one, you dingleberry. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so what else you got, Ash? I went to the city. I had dinner with a couple of friends on Thursday night, and we also had like a social night on Sunday. Nick and I had uh, dinner with a couple of friends, and I last night last folks. night, and um, I'm feeling like I you got the Delta variant. No, oh, okay. Is that how you feel? No, I just think yeah, you're doing a lot of socializing indoors. You might have the Delta variant in you. Oh, um, no, I don't feel like <laughs> okay, I have the Delta checking. variant hey, I'm just at all. I'm just checking. I got to che check. But I do feel like I am not, I, this whole this whole thing about the post-pandemic world and like figuring out how to be social again and all of that, like that is more real than we are giving it credit. I, I feel like in the beginning, it was kind of like the first couple of weeks, people were like, yeah, it's like well, we have to relearn how to talk to each other and stuff. And it's like, oh, yeah, we got to do that. And now no one's having that conversation anymore. I'm over here still trying to learn how to be social. Like, I, I, I'm, I am having trouble with it. Uh, I am not, actually. Oh, tell it's, me more. I just think that that whole, like, uh, basically the basis of, like, 65 Saturday Night Live sketches of had me thinking that it was going to be really weird and tough 
the times I got I get together and see my friends again and I have to socialize. Uh, not the case for me. It just was like normal. It now, just you know what? Normal. Last my, night. My body just snaps into we're hanging mode. Last night was actually like the perfect um, sort of way to do it because like we had dinner, but then we went and did an activity and that didn't like that activity didn't involve us just like sitting and talking more. It was more kind of like a casual thing. And then we went on a walk, which was nice. So that was actually I feel like last night I we cracked the code for um, what kind of socialization I am comfortable with at this point, which is like half talking at a table and then half kind of like doing an activity together. Um, I feel like my my thing on Thursday night was just straight talking at a table for five hours. And I don't have that in me anymore. It was nice and I loved it and I cherish those memories. But the next day, exhausted. Yeah, I guess I haven't sat at a table and talked for five hours yet. I'll let you know how it goes when I do. <laughs> I don't think I ever did that ever in my life. But um, I enjoy an activity. I definitely do enjoy an activity. I was talking about this last night that, um, you know, in certain situations, you know, I've been in where we've had to hang out with people and we didn't have activities booked. It was a little tough for me. But that's like me, normal, pre-pandemic I need something going on because if not, I get like uh, too much. I feel like there's too much pressure in having to keep up a conversation for mm. that long. Mm -hmm. Even though I could do it, it's, just, it's not necessarily a pandemic thing. It's more of like a fuck, I don't want to do that thing. Mm -hmm. You know, a dread like, oh my God, we have to go to this fucking party and sit there for a bunch of hours and talk to these people and there's no escape. I need an escape, like some like, hey, look, yeah. uh, well, let's go fly this kite. I'm realizing that that is something that I used to have built into my like outings. Like <clears throat> I used to always carry around a camera. I used to always have like my little Polaroid mini camera because that allows you to like either enter a conversation. I want to take your picture or exit a conversation. I want to go take this picture. And I used to always carry a pack of cards on me because even if you're just sitting down and talking, if you're playing cards, you still have something that is like grounding the experience that it's all revolving around. So the, I think that's what I need to remember my little tricks that I've already developed for myself, camera and cards, and just get those back into my life because I'm kind of just throwing myself bare into these situations. Well, let's see. You had a camera and cards. I feel like carrying a pack of cards around is kind of like uh, like a like Clint Eastwood would do in like his cowboy movies or something. I used to always have cards in high school and college. Always have a pack of cards on me. Not me. I always kept uh, a switchblade, <laughs> a uh, roll of quarters, a. Uh, so stick why don't of you gum. tell them about our night last <laughs> night? You mentioned wanting to talk about that. <laughs> Um, I think we already did. We, we said we you, had you dinner. Kinda, you gave it the rundown. We ate dinner. Uh -huh. we, we, we went, we, we played pinball. We um, went to the pinball museum, which is so fun. Yes, it, that was really fun. Uh, we haven't gone there since the pandemic, and we went there last night, and uh, it was a lot of fun. We played our, our favorite game, which is the Simpsons Arcade. And uh, I think we were too big for four people to yeah, play. Yeah, four people were playing, and it was just kind of, we were all kind of squeezed in there. Yeah, and I was like, wow, this was not, like, were people smaller back in the day where four people could play an arcade game like that? Because there's four joysticks. Yeah, they're called children. 
How dare you? Were people smaller back in the day? But like adults tried to play too, right? I assume the Simpsons arcade adults were playing. Four grown ass adults playing one arcade cabinet is hard. It was too much of a smush. It's hard. Um, But uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. We, Ashley and I, uh, I found this uh, like baseball pinball game and uh, I I was playing it and I was getting I was getting the hang of it and I brought Ashley over and I was like, hey, check out how good I am at this. And uh, I play two player. It's where basically uh, just a little pinball comes out and you got to hit it with this little bat. And then if it hits certain things, it's like first, second, third or uh, home runs and stuff. And, and you just kind of do one inning uh, versus somebody else. And I was playing. I was doing pretty good. I brought Ashley over and I put two players in and I only got two runs. And then Ashley got like 10 runs and she beat me. I got like 22 points. Yeah, because I, I hit two over the I got two into like the very top level. And I just really beat Nick right away. And Nick was like, man, I really just wanted to like show you how good I was at this. <laughs> yeah, but and I, I was like, this, this is easy. And then Nick was like, no, we got to we got to play again. We got to play again. And Nick challenged me and then just proceeded to clean up. I just kicked her ass like three times in a row. And you owe me two bucks. I do. I do owe Nick two bucks. Uh, I mean, I hit so many home runs. I got like 38 points. It was so good. I love those games. Yeah, me too. The the baseball pinball games, there's a few. And what I did, what was next to us, there was like that like that little gun shooter, which I wish we played. Yeah. We didn't play that. I We should go. We have to go back to the pinball museum. Yeah. Just you and I and like get into it. I will say that there was um, like I did play one gun game uh, that was kind of it was on the other side. I know that one. I, and I like it. It's fun. But you do have to put your face down to the gun to like line up yeah. the mark. Too and much. I, I already felt weird about how much we were touching all these things mm. that other people were touching. But then when your face is into this thing, I'm like. You know what? I'll wait until the Delta variant's gone before I do another gun game. <laughs> I still might do it. It looked really cool. That one next to the, the 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 baseball game looked really cool. But next to that, there was another different baseball game. And I was like, ooh. Because we played the one which is like the ultimate one, which is the long cabinet of uh, the long... Uh, it's like the oldest game in there. Yeah. It's like yeah. from 1919. And yeah. it's like a baseball game. And it's, it's, it's really awesome. fun. And uh, it's it's much harder than the other game that we were playing. Yeah. Because there's no hydraulics. Because the one we were playing was definitely made in like the 70s or something. And so when you hit the button, the bat like snaps like real quickly. Yeah. And in the old game, there are no hydraulics. So when you're like hitting that button, like your physical force has right. to like actually hit the hit the, the pinball. You got to bring some muscles. Um, but there's another one that was really cool looking. It had like a little stick, like a little joystick instead of like a flipper. And mm. I was like, ooh, I wonder what that is so i now, gotta play that now all i want to do when we go there is i just want to play air hockey and skee-ball which we did not we barely we played, played ball. we did one game of skee-ball last night but like that's what i'm interested in i, I i'm not like and i wish i could get into pinball machines because i feel like i was it, it's perfect for me Right. I feel like I look at it and I'm like, this is something I should be super into. I'm just not. I'm not into the pinball. And I don't know if it's because it's single player and I like have like playing with another person. Um, But I try really hard to get into pinball and I just get bored. Would love us to play air hockey. I could play air hockey for hours, ski ball for hours, pool for hours. I think I need another person. That's what I'm realizing right now. Because well, you could play pinball against somebody. You just do two player. You have to go 
back and forth. Mm, okay. Yeah. Well, then most let's of those do mach- that. Most of those machines have the ability to hit the button twice and two players are on. I, I, I don't know why. I just pinball I, like loses my attention. It's not. I never liked it either. I like it more now than I ever did. Mm. Like last night I was like, oh, I would like to just play one of these pinball machines. Um, you know, I like the 70s. Yeah, the like 70s, 70s ones are cool. and 80s pinball machines are really great. And I, I, I would Adams like to- Family one. Sorry to interrupt, though. But they have like the Adams Family one from the movie. Like, yes. and that one's my favorite. Not my favorite mm. because I've seen that a bunch at different arcades. And uh, I think the Creek in the Cave had the Adams Family one for a while. Yeah. Like, I've just seen it. I like the obscure ones that are like. Uh, that are uh, are like it's a pinball quote unquote museum, even though you could go there, but and play all of them. But uh, yeah, there are some really pristine like seventies ones. Like you were playing one right next to. I played a bowling pinball game, and you played one which was like the Sun God or something from the seventies, and yeah. there was just like a spinning sun in the middle. But it's such a it it looks so sharp and uh, almost like um seventies Marvel like uh like art um and i was like oh i'd like to just kind of get like actually get a good score and spend time on one pinball machine and like learn how to like play it and do well and i was like uh maybe i'll come here by myself during the day one day and just play pinball Mm. ash you want to start talking about survivor i absolutely do so as you know nick and i have been loving lost we are about nine episodes into the third season and i guess it's just given us like a um it's planted a seed for wanting some more sort of island action hold on loving lost yeah we love We're it loving it no every episode i tell you i'm never watching the <laughs> show again i don't know how you're getting love out of that Nick freaking loves it. The other day he was like, I miss Jack. I was like, no, we were watching the show. And I said, boy, I miss Jack because at least when Jack was around, the show was like on the rails a bit. Yeah, it's kind of gone off the rails. But now Jack is mostly the show and it's still off the rails. So I take everything I said. No, Jack is making it feel a little bit more grounded. I don't know about that. Um, So we were like, well, let's do a season of Survivor. And I don't know why Nick picked season six. I don't know. Seven. Seven. What made you pick that? Um, because it's a it's I have a list of season a non spoiler list of ranked seasons. Yeah, like the best seasons. That is the of the ones that we've watched. That this is the lowest. This is the highest ranked mm. season. That is the this is the lowest numbered season with the highest rank on that list out of 40 seasons oh, okay so like they put this at like number eight gotcha. of the best of all time or something like that and we've watched like the first five or six like pretty much the seasons that i've chosen for us is coming off of this list and we've watched like the top a lot of the top 10 mm. uh, so far this is one that we haven't watched um it is i believe season seven i don't know where do you know where they are I do not know where they are. I don't know. I never retain where they are. Yeah, me neither. When they, I mean, they're in Fiji at all in all the late episodes, but late seasons. But I, you know, back when they were switching around, I, I couldn't tell you. But it's uh, this is a good season because it introduces a lot of really big uh, and uh, I would uh, I would say iconic Survivor uh, characters. Uh, that being Sandra, her first season, 
that being uh, Rupert's first season and mm. also somebody that we haven't actually had the privilege to watch any of their seasons. I think they've done two, which is Johnny Fairplay. They may have done three. Yeah. But uh, all on the all in the same season, uh, all uh, all in the same tribe. Very, yeah. Very fascinating. Such big characters came out of that tribe. So far, it's been really, really, really fun to watch. Um, I am loving being back in Survivor, but it does create quite a dilemma at night when we go, what are we going to watch, Lost or Survivor? Um, so that's my only issue with it so far. But it's interesting because this season starts off with like Jeff bringing them to a town and being like, you have like a, a little bit of money and now you have to go barter for all the goods that you want to use. And it feels very much like amazing race. And so we were like, this is probably the year that amazing race came out and survivors trying to incorporate some of their tactics. Um, Rupert, you know, I, I understand why he's so beloved based off this first season. We have seen his, him in other seasons and he's not, one of our faves. Um, but this season... I like seeing Rupert, but he's not. I mean, I believe this season is uh, well, the season they introduce the fan favorite and where they give them like a Didn't million bucks. Didn't they do that for him? I believe they created it to give Rupert like some money and a yeah. spotlight yeah. on the show. Because he was so loved. He's so featured on the show. It's just the Rupert season, you know. And uh, We couldn't believe Johnny Fairplay showed up at Tribal Drunk. And then Jeff said, are you loaded? And then he said, yeah. And then Jeff's like, do you think that's a really respectful way to treat people you've been living with for the past week or whatever? And Johnny Fairplay was like, yeah. And I was like, what the fuck? I find it fascinating. So Johnny Fairplay is uh, now, he's got a podcast and he talks about Survivor. He talks about Big Brother. He talks about the challenge on his podcast. It's called the Survivor NSFW podcast. It's it's pretty big in the in like the Survivor land because uh. it is a Johnny Fairplay deal. Yeah. And Didn't know um, this. yeah, and uh so he uh he he's got this whole sort of podcasting situation going on. Not my favorite podcasts. Mm. I I first first second was listen when I was like really trying to like absorb all of Big Brother coverage last season. Yeah. Mostly because we were like completely on lockdown and I had an excuse to like, uh, you know, listen to like two hours worth of Big Brother content every right. day. And we were new to the franchise. Right. I, I was I was watching and I was listening and sa same oh, actually season 40. I think I, I watched uh, of uh, Winners at War. I think mm. that's when I was really listening, which was the same deal, you know. So we um we uh, uh I've, I've listened to some of that stuff. He is also a like loosely affiliated with wrestling as well and so i he shows up on other podcasts i listen to he used to show up on the uh pw torch podcast which is uh the uh, pro wrestling torch and it's uh like one of the oldest sort of like the, if you want wrestling news, you get it from Wade Keller at the Torch, um, and he was on there, but like stopped showing up because on on as like a pundit for things because I think Wade doesn't like him because mm. he is like everybody else they bring on the show is like a normal person who's like happy to be there, and like Johnny Fairplay is like sarcastic and like mean sometimes <laughs> like because he just seems like he might be a jerk. And I think Wade doesn't like him. I think he's yeah. kind of a jerk. So I kind of, I had never watched any of his Survivor seasons, but this is how I kind of got to know Johnny. And and then you see him on the show and he's like 
all the cutscenes of him are just like him like cutting up and like trying to make people laugh. But he's also pre- presenting a bit, like he's pro- not projecting, but he's he's putting on a show. And I'm trying to figure out what it is, and I and I put it together. He is, I believe, already sort of trying to get into wrestling because he was a wrestling manager after at on television for TNA Impact. And he worked for actual wrestling companies and he got paid to be a wrestling manager after his Survivor fame. Mm. And his Johnny Fairplay thing is that's not his name. His last name isn't Fairplay. And it's like he does these two F's like Johnny Fairplay, play fair. Like, like what's his name uh, was asking him, like, what's the deal with this? Uh, who doesn't like him at this time? What's yeah, Jeff name? clearly does Jeff, not like, doesn't him. like Johnny Fairplay. And uh, he's like. Yeah, Johnny Fairplay. Uh, he is do- building a. Re- he's like doing. He's building a, a character. He's, he's a manager. He's yeah. playing like a wrestling manager that on makes this sense. show because it's like he's a mad. He's like a not a good guy, but he's pretending to be a good guy with fair play, but he doesn't play fair and all that stuff. So that's sort of like how you build a wrestling character. I just find it fascinating that like he is so. He's playing Survivor in a way that's like going to build himself a character later on. And it worked. And he got a whole career out of being this person on Survivor and then being asked back for like the first one of the first like all starry seasons or something. Um, Not sure why he wasn't on Heroes vs. Villains. He seems like he would fit right in on the villains camp. Yeah, that's a good question. I think maybe they didn't want to work with him or something. I know Survivor sued him. What? Because he was he had the survivor podcast and he had the name like survivor podcast and uh, they sued him and made him take change his name to the survivor nsfw podcast um so i don't think he has a good relationship with cbs and all that stuff but he was able to build enough of a cachet because he was in on this franchise when it was probably at its hottest um and then uh, presented at like the MTV Movie Awards and did some like silly ass shit where he was like kind of like did like a stunt and uh, he jumped uh, on Danny Bonaducci's back and uh, or no he was having a conversation with Danny Bonaducci and Danny Bonaducci was like hey everybody let he came out and he was like this is peak Danny Bonaducci like breaking Bonaducci VH1 he's like an alcoholic. You know, he's losing his life and his career. And it's these one of these first docu-series where, like, a down-and-out celebrity has allowed VH1 to film him spiraling. This happened to a few people, especially at VH1, was so important when it came to, like, uh, uh, exploiting people and celebrities uh, who are down and out. And Bonaducci was the first one. And so Bonaducci is at the has new fame. He's like a weird boxer and alcoholic and an asshole and a radio personality. And he's on the MTV Movie Awards as well. And Johnny Fairplay comes out. And you can watch this on YouTube. He comes out and he acts like an idiot because that's what Johnny Fairplay does. And then Danny Bonaducci comes out and goes, hey, I just want to ask the audience, like, do you guys think this guy is funny? Because I, I think he's a fucking asshole and he sucks. And like the audience is like, yeah. And Johnny Fairplay is like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> why'd you come out here and do this? And he kind of like hugs him or something and then jumps on his back. I believe some sort of physical thing. And uh, what's his name? Bonaducci flips this guy off his shoulders and like 
he hits his head on the ground and Johnny Fairplay just holds his head and like walks off stage. And then he sued Danny Bonaducci for like a million bucks and won uh, for assaulting him. Yeah. And so th- between being on Survivor and then having this Danny Bonaducci thing, which gave him fame, but also a lot of money, this guy's been able to kind of coast off his fame and have podcasts and Patreons and et cetera, et cetera. I'm sure he had, a, I'm sure before podcasts, he had some sort of like a, video vlog thing that right. he did and then he's he t- good at self-marketing he's good at self-marketing and he was doing it from day one John- yeah. johnny flipper fair play is not his name that's he's like i'm i got a character i'm a big wrestling fan and you can tell when he talks about wade doesn't have pro, pro wrestling torch wade keller won't have people on who doesn't know just because he's famous like he talks he knows it you know and he he's been around the business and stuff and he created a wrestling character for himself that allowed him to make money for the rest of his career just by being like a heel, like a like a kind of a, a shitty people. There's a whole sequence in which Sandra is just sitting talking to the camera where we see cutscenes of Johnny like doing like goofy things. Sandra just fucking hates him. Rupert too, just like this guy's a fucking dick. But guess what? He made his money off all that stuff. So I do find it pretty interesting to see sort of the beginnings of people's reality careers at the beginning of like, the reality apex of like yeah. the year 2000 and what three or something. I mean, when, when did this, this happen? Is like maybe 2005, not, maybe I don't know. I wish I knew, but 2004. Um, w- another fascinating thing about this and stop, I'm talking a lot, but stop me if you, if you want to jump in is I'm spoiler alert guys, fairly sh- certain that Sandra wins this season. This is one of those. They do a live draw at the end of the thing and we get to see who wins, but like, we have watched six episodes, seven episodes out of like what is going to be like 15 to 20. Boy, is Sandra not featured on any of these, really. She's kind of like, I mean, it's not that she's not featured. She's not getting a winning edit right She's now. not getting a winning edit, but she's definitely not like playing a background character like some of the other people. Like she's definitely in it. And there are some points that they've made with like how good she was at bartering and how important that was to set the tribe up um, because she spoke the language. And then we've seen her like arguing with fair play about like who should sit out. And we've, she's giving us some colorful commentary. I will say there are people on her team um, that we don't get much from like that, that gal that they were going to uh, send home, but then they sent home another person um and you know there yeah, are there are people that got, has have less but it, but knowing that that she is going to win this season yeah I you say, you look at this and you go this is a Rupert this is a Rupert season this is a Rupert season or it's that guy who's like the leader of the other tribe that's doing so poorly yeah. it's it could also be his season yes but also like you know that guy's not gonna win I mean I guess eventually they're gonna merge and it'll be different but he's getting a good edit he is he's getting a nice guy at it he's getting a nice guy at it. Um, and you say that we see him again. We've watched his. Uh, we've that watched guy's him. Season. Yeah. What's his name? God, Blandy McBlanderson. We get. We saw him on Second Chances or whatever. He's kind of looks. He's kind of almost got like a classic movie star look. He looks like he could be sort of a play Superman. Basically. Yes. 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 Yeah. He's got like a, a, a. He seems like a, a, a chiseled a, and. A, he's not built, but he's got a big jaw, and he's kind of like he kind of looks like he he would fight for what's right. Yeah, he seems like <laughs> trustworthy. Like he's got that all American like leave it to beaver kind of but i imagine also, he, chiv- chivalry is not dead in his household absolutely you know um but i'll tell you it's a it's a pretty fun season it, i don't know how much further i'm gonna go back than season seven at this point i believe we have watched season six uh already 
but I, I just don't know that I'm gonna. Uh, I mean, we talked to our friends uh, Sean and Aaron last night, and and we were talking a little Survivor, and uh, Aaron was talking about something they referenced season two. Yeah. Um, with uh, what that dude who fell in the fire. Right. Um, and I, it's like I don't think I'm gonna go back to season two. I, I really don't want it to be any less than. Uh, I want strategy. There's not much strategy in this game. Well, you but it's up- fun to watch Rupert like shit on everybody with fishing, and then <laughs> one team. This is one of these seasons where they like eventually through Survivor they realize like we got to keep giving these people snacks and stuff to mm-hmm. win because we want them to be active so the show is more exciting. This is a season where it's the Morgan tribe versus the Drake tribe. Drake tribe has Rupert, so they're eating good. And Sandra, and they bartered for a million chickens like before that. Before, yeah. They had so much stuff to start with. The Morgan tribe fucking flubbed in the beginning. They don't have anybody that even knows how to use the fishing deal that they have. And they're like starving, cold, wet. And the Drake tribe is just thriving. You're just watching a team like die of like, <laughs> like hunger. And they're not winning any food. They're not eating any food at all. And it's just a boring slog. But so you have to kind of get into it on like a, are they ever going to get it together level rather than like, look at the strategy that's being played level. Yeah. Um, so I'm more into the strategy. I think Ash is too. Well, but, you um, brought up a good point and, and you're, you, you're saying it right now without fully saying it, which is that, but I know that it's something we've discussed before, which is that at some point Survivor is like, okay, it's not fun watching people starve. Right. So let's, let it, let's make it so that these people have water and food and it's not about like, will or will they, will or will they not die? Let's take that element out of this and make it more about like living conditions are very harsh so people are mentally on the edge but they still have enough food and water to be able to play games yes i mean regardless having a good time watching this season it's kind of fun seeing these players and uh, it's a good cast yeah i like that let's talk a little bit about this season of big brother so last night we were all caught up with the uh episodes so last night uh they had their sunday episode where we got to see the uh nominations for who's going up on the block uh, if you're a watch, by the way, there's going to be spoilers based on the episodes, but we're going to try and not spoil feed stuff for you. So that's how we're doing this. But, uh, last Thursday, uh, they voted Frenchie out Frenchie, mm. uh, an epic, epic week or two weeks for Frenchie in the house. Uh, the highs, the highest highs and the lowest lows, the highest highs came quick. The lowest lows came quicker. <laughs> what a splash this guy made. I mean, we were talking about this last night and I, I don't know if I blew your mind. It looked like I did. Yeah. But, uh, do you know what? about to tell you yeah i do i was like we we're talking about frenchie 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 i go here's the thing about frenchie he's like you're this ain't the end for frenchie uh-uh. you're going to see frenchie again on a big brother in some way shape or form in the next couple of seasons and i think they're going to give him a second chance yeah he made such a splash he is responsible for the best first week in many many seasons absolutely so it, it's uh how are you not going to bring frenchie back everybody you know, he, he made such a fool of himself. He was such a big fan. He But he's not a bad guy, so I don't think the fans would be upset to see Frenchie right. back. Right. He's not a villain. No. He's, he's just, just a fool. He's a fool. He's a fool. He's a clown. He's a clown. And uh, But, in an, you know, he seems like a nice guy. I've watched a lot of his exit interviews, his post-eviction interviews, and I feel fucking bad for him. It's like a sorry sack of shit tour yeah. of, like, a bunch of people being like, so, Frenchie, like, you were a big fan? And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And then he's like, uh, so what do you think went wrong? He's like, I was too big of a fan. I think uh, I probably should have just played for my own game and not for Twitter. That's his like, that's the party line he's, yeah. he's got going. So, I mean, if you want to watch some of those interviews, they're pretty, pretty embarrassing uh, a little bit. I feel bad for him. But I, I, I'm holding on to the fact that I do think Big Brother in the way that they'll bring a player back in again to play every once in a while. They'll stick them in with a cast of new people. You know, this is an all fresh new cast. So I think people are going to like this season a lot more than a lot of other seasons. So I'm, I'm not too sure if next season you're going to get Frenchie. But I feel like Frenchie will show up like you're going to see Frenchie like hosting a game. Yeah, like they're going to show for up. sure. It's going to be next season. Frenchie will show up as like a ghost in the house or now, something because he also has like one of those names. Yeah, like like a lot of Survivor and Big Brother people have like names that you like can remember. Right. I mean, there are people obviously Dan. That's not a name, but I think that's the reason why Christmas came back. Christmas. Like, I think Christmas came back solely because of her name. Yeah. F- fucking Memphis. These names. Yeah. So you're just like Josh. <laughs> Well, Josh hasn't been back. Josh hasn't been back. Now I feel like with but uh, what, what's the what's the who's the gay guy from uh, season two that we like? He's Bucky. Yeah, Bucky came back and did a thing like you know. If Doctor Will, I Doctor Will Boogie, these Boogie, are, these are yeah. names that we see. We're gonna see Frenchie. Frenchie Raven. Frenchie is a big brother name. Yeah, it is. You know, I so agree. I, I just think based on the name, we're gonna see his ass back. Um, now here's the thing. If he, they brought him back into the house, right? Let's say he comes back into the house for a new season. Wouldn't he just get evicted immediately? Like, I feel like he would be the first up. But you know what? Maybe they keep him in because the reason why you keep a Paul in, well, he couldn't go home those first couple of episodes. Yeah. That was was a big mess. But the reason why you keep those people in, they're targets, right? Right. So you just keep them in because it's like, well, we're not going to, we're not going to let this, this is what happened on season 14. They made the mistake of leaving all these people in because they're like hey we're gonna make sure that a new person wins this season right so make sure that you know we'll keep these old people around just because they're targets but they'll not they're not gonna win and then eventually they let a uh they let fucking dan giesling get the final two i mean he got beat but still he went he made he made 20 grand or whatever it was uh at final two five grand is that what you mean i make don't know 30 grand you something? make a good amount you um, made it you make a chunk of oh no because it's 50 because you make 50 you make yeah 500 if you win 50 if you don't so yeah i mean that's the mistake that people make but you keep french around as a shield uh, you know just in case and also it's just fun to hang with french you know what i mean he's a french man yeah i just feel like he i feel like you get the easy targets out on the first week because or is you're like i want this to be as um predictable as possible no you keep that you keep the easy targets around a little bit and you get out a big threat you get out your buff guy yeah, he's going to beat you in all the comps in the next couple of weeks if you have the option. Oh, well, we could talk. We can talk. We can talk. We can talk. So on Thursday, we evict Frenchie. Super sad. He's kind of like teary eyed. And uh, this is hard. It was a little it was. A, and he was like his like his like his like speed like Britney rapped. I guess we could talk about the Britney rap. Let's it was not. Kind of embarrassing. Britney is wow. To watch Britney is uh, an experience. And, and she her story and her background is that she's autistic. And OK, great. Um, you know, she, uh, that's great for, you know, autism awareness. And, but I'll tell you, there are points in which I feel like the fact that she cannot, um, completely grasp what is being said to her at, at the, t- I don't know, but she doesn't, 
maybe she's unaware on how she's coming off. I understand what you're saying. Uh, it's there a, are it's times, cringy. It's cringy. There are times when you're watching her and she's just crying so much yes. that you're like, this person shouldn't be in the game because she doesn't seem to have like the emotional self-control or like maybe like sort of. Um, she's not ready for this house. She's not like uh, mature enough to separate what is happening from game and like a personal attack. Right. And so you're seeing her act as if she's being personally attacked. And that is hard as a viewer because now she's acting as if she's being picked on now rather than it being like, this is big brother. Now, if you're not watching the show, the reason why she's really crying is Sunday last night in the episode, she got put up for a second time as a pawn in a row and she cannot handle this. She really thought she was not going to be put up again, but I don't know how much she watched this show. Once somebody's a pawn, it's almost impossible to not be a pawn again. And she's also not giving enough to the uh, HOH, like not giving enough information, not giving. She's not putting herself in a position to not be a pawn, which is hard to do, but it is something you can do. And we're not even seeing her try to do that. It's um, and but what, what I was saying back to my point about like you're watching someone who is acting as if they're being personally attacked is like that is no fun for the viewer. Personally, I don't like watching someone who is clearly in emotional distress in a situation where I I as a viewer I'm going but this is a game like come on I don't want to be I don't like as an audience member feeling myself put in that role so I feel like maybe you know it's I'm confused by this casting choice like I'm sure they go through a bunch of like tests to make sure that they can handle the amount of stress that is the house um, but it, it doesn't feel like she's like prepared for that. And yeah. I don't know what the answer is here. Um, besides vote her out, I guess, I guess that's all or you can keep do her around as the ultimate pawn. So Xavier won HOH, uh, inadvertently. It seems he was trying, to, th- he was trying to throw it. He accidentally won. Um, and, uh, so he is HOH. He puts up Brittany, as we said, as a pawn and the target being Brent, Brent's this guy from the Northeast. He's a Guido guy. I only say that as a as an Italian with love, but he's kind of like a a, a smooth talking, cocky Italian guy from the Northeast. And uh, he d- is told he's a pawn, yeah, and that they're going for Brittany, but really he's the target, and he can't get his head around the fact that he is a pawn because he's. He swears like, he understands the game. He's like, I'm not a pawn. I'm not pawn material. So then what do you think you are? He like won't admit to himself that he's the target. Right. Um, oh, I guess he kind of in the show last night, he did. He was like telling us like, I'm not a pawn. Tell me I'm the target. And then he's trying to get that out of Xavier. But he won't say that in the house, which I, I find fascinating. He's He's like dancing around the fact that like, okay, if you don't think you're the pawn and you're so good at this game and you're smart, then what do you think is happening here? And he won't admit like, you guys are targeting me. Right. And he's going around to everybody else kind of like being like, what's up with Xavier? What's up with Xavier? Not realizing that everybody else in the house wants him out too. Yeah. Like he's going the fuck home this week. Unless something happens with the veto, which it's, I know it's already been played, but we're not doing spoilers. So I personally think this guy's going the fuck home. And uh, it'll be two weeks in a row where just somebody goes up in the block. He's like a 
target for pretty much everybody in the house, and he's going to go home. It's going to be fascinating next week. I think week three is going to be a big week for Big Brother because you got to think, are they just going to send Brittany home just because she's been up so many times? Yeah. Because if they don't, then they have to dip into some other stuff. Whitney seems to be a person that everybody talks about, but Whitney has had her best week out of like the two and a half weeks. People are liking Whitney. Whitney's finally playing the game correctly. She's cut herself from Brent. And that really was what happened uh, for Whitney that is uh, really positive for a game. People kind of had them as a pair. She's now like clearly disgusted by this guy and wants him out of the house. Yeah. And that has brought her into some of the girls. Uh, you know, Hannah is has, yeah. has attached her, herself to Whitney in a way. Hannah is connected to a couple of different uh, pretty strong alliances in the house. Um, and uh, it, it seems like, you know, people are a little still a little shaky with Hannah. Certain people, other people think that she's great. But it is at least not, you're not on Brent and Whitney Island like right. they were for a while. Yeah. Um, so the people that are safe this week from even going back up on the block is uh, Alyssa and uh, Christian. Christian. And who else is on that team? Mm-hmm. Xavier. And mm-hmm. there's got to be one more person on that team. Beth? No. I don't know. Who knows? But the <laughs> is that the Kings? That's the Kings. Yeah. So the Kings are are safe this week. So... Um, it's been a really, really fascinating and fun season. And, um, uh, I think this is a really good, if you're, if you're kind of on the fence about, you know, it's, it's, it's on for a bunch more weeks. So get not, in there. Y'all. Not, you can just listen to a couple of updates and, and, or just watch the eviction on Thursday and the HOH and you can get in on this. So if you're wondering, should I be watching this show? I think this is a great season to start watching big brother. Cause yeah. it's, you don't need to know anything about the past to enjoy this season. There's no old players. There's yeah. no, this is a fresh new season of real gamers. And the great thing about Fringy's just sort of explosive first week and then second week of an apology tour is that it really felt like the Fringy show for the first two weeks. So if you jump in now, it does feel like you're just picking up right in the beginning of a completely different show. Yeah, this this Xavier HOH uh, uh, is kind of a fresh new show. Um, folks, I think that's all we have for you today. We hope you enjoyed the show. As we said, hit up our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash reality blows. Uh, make sure that you are subscribed to us somewhere on the internet. Uh, hell, everywhere on the internet. And, uh, we will, uh, talk to you. Well, I don't know. Next time, I guess. Right. See ya. Bye. Bye. Bye.